and welcome to Music for the Unmusical, where we discuss all things music for music lovers and those who don't know anything about music. I'm your host, Sav. This week on Music for the Unmusical, we will talk about Niccolo Paganini. He was an Italian composer and violin virtuoso. He was born in 1782 and died at the age of 58, which means he mostly played during the end of the classical era and towards the beginning of the Romantic era. He also didn't just play violin, which is what he's most famous for. He also played viola and guitar. The teachers that Paganini studied under are first his father, and then G. Servetto, Giacomo Costa, Alessandro Roya, and Gaspari Goretti. In the music world, it is often very important to not only give credit to your teachers when you can, but also they can serve as a bit of a credential, especially if they're well-known. Anyways, aside from Paganini's obvious skill on the violin, he was also a great showman, which made him very likable to audiences, and he was also just a little bit different than what audiences were used to seeing as he toured all over Europe playing concerts. He had tricks that he would add to his performances, like accidentally, on purpose, breaking a string or two on his violin, and then he would keep playing. And he also memorized all of his music, adding to his seemingly otherworldly talent, which the memorizing of music has become more common now perhaps because of Paganini, who was one of the very first. He also did things like purposely tune the instrument differently than how it's traditionally tuned, so it made it easier to play certain pieces of music because it would have made it possible for him to use different fingerings that could have made it easier to play, Um, but audiences wouldn't be able to tell that. But also, something else that could have contributed to his popularity are the rumors that he didn't even try to stop, and he almost kind of gave in to, like, that he murdered his mistress, and that he sold his soul to the devil, or his mom sold his soul to the devil, or he was playing on the the devil's violin giving him the nickname the devil's violinist. There were certain things about his appearance, though, too, that could have contributed to this idea. He was very tall and thin, and he was pale. He was very pale and had long, dark hair, and he often dressed in all black, which didn't help with the rumors about him and the devil. Paganini also was a big-time gambler. He even pawned his violin at one point to pay a gambling debt, and then it has been said that a patron of his concerts was so moved by his music and his talent that he gave him a very fancy and coveted Guarnerius violin. Paganini even tried opening his own gambling house at one point, but it wasn't a success. 
Paganini was also known to like lots and lots of women and lots of alcohol, though he did have one child with a mistress that he later legitimized and left everything he had to him. Paganini also impressed Napoleon Bonaparte's sister, Eliza, and she appointed him a court violinist. Paganini is most well-known because he forever influenced violin technique, which can be studied in his 24 caprices for solo violin. He helped create things like the spiccato and the pizzicato, both of which are bowing techniques that make super short notes happen and the bow kind of just bounces off the strings. And he also helped create certain harmonics on the instrument. Some scholars say that part of Paganini's inhuman skill could be because he may have had Marfan's syndrome and or Ehlers-Donlos syndrome, which would make his limbs, especially his fingers, longer and then also very flexible. Paganini also ended up unable to speak in his later years alive because of a breathing disorder and cancer, and he also had to stop playing the violin. And when he did die, the church he was supposed to be buried at refused because of the rumors of him being associated with the devil. But he later was finally buried at a church cemetery in Parma, Italy. Niccolo Paganini was also an accomplished composer. Aside from his 24 caprices, he also wrote six violin concertos, 12 sonatas for violin and guitar, and six quartets for violin, viola, cello, and guitar. He has influenced many musicians, some even modern ones that have never gotten the chance to hear him live. Some of the musicians he influenced are violin player Pablo Sarasati, piano virtuoso Franz Liszt, and composers Robert Schumann, Johannes Brahms, and Sergei Rachmaninoff. Paganini was also friends with the composer Hector Berlioz and commissioned him to write Harold in Italy, and later gifted him 20,000 francs when Berlioz needed it. At the Strada Nueva Museum in Italy, you can see Paganini's violin, as well as visit his grave in a cemetery in Parma, Italy. There have also been a number of films done about Paganini. One is The Devil's Violinist, which came out in 2013, but another is The Magic Bow and documentary Paganini's Demon. As always, give the artists mentioned a listen, and another great piece to listen to is Rachmaninoff's Rhapsody on a Theme of Paganini, which uses the themes from all of Paganini's music. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Music for the Unmusical. Thanks for listening, and make sure to listen next week, too.